0: Hello, my name is Sydney. And my name's Elena. And welcome to Consumption, where we talk about infectious diseases that continue to burden developing countries and how the United States' values, priorities, and influences on these countries propagate the spread of disease.
1: First, let's talk a little bit about tuberculosis and its disease profile as a whole. Then we will move into its connection to the United States. Sounds like a plan? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, let's get started.
0: All right, so starting us off, tuberculosis is a bacterial infection that is caused by mycobacterium tuberculosis, which typically attacks the lungs. It is spread by infected air droplets that travel through the air when a person coughs or sneezes, and once the TB bacteria are breathed in, they can travel to the lungs where they begin to grow before spreading to other parts of the body. TB infections are characterized by a bad persistent cough, pain in the chest, bloody sputum, and other more general symptoms like fatigue, fever, and chills. It is typically diagnosed with a tuberculin skin test or a blood test, which determines if the person has been infected with TB bacteria. However, further sputum tests or chest x-rays are usually required to determine if the person is infected with latent TB, which does not cause any symptoms and cannot be spread to others, or if they're infected with progressed. TB disease, which causes illness and can be spread to others. Um, If a person is infected with TB disease, their treatment typically consists of anti-TB agents over a course of approximately six to nine months.
1: Six to nine months, that's really important to note. Can you explain why compliance with medication is so significant for this disease?
0: Yes, absolutely. So during that six to nine month treatment regimen, it's extremely important that TB patients finish their course of treatment and all of their medications so that they do not become sick again. And so that the, the bacteria have less of a chance to become resistant to first line defense drugs. Um, when TB bacteria do become resistant to more than one first line anti, anti-TB drug, and at least Bear with me, i-zionide and rifampin. This is known as multidrug resistant TB. And when TB bacteria become resistant to isonazide and rifampin plus fluoroquinolone, and at least one second line defense drug, it's known as extensively drug resistant TB. These infections are very complicated to treat, and without proper interventions, the infection can become very life-threatening.
1: It's startling that so many people in the United States are so unaware of drug resistance. How life-threatening really is this disease? Do you have statistics that can prove this point further?
0: Yes, definitely. So considering the statistics I'm about to share with you, it is very scary how widespread this disease is when in reality, many people in developed nations or places that don't really have to deal with TB on a regular basis are starting to forget that this illness still exists and is still around but in 2019 there were 10 million new cases of TB worldwide and there were 1.4 million TB deaths in that same year and that made it one of the leading causes of death internationally. Um, Additionally as I mentioned earlier many regions in Africa are disproportionately burdened by TB infections and deaths considering that over 25 percent of TB deaths globally occur in the African region. Okay
1: Thank you so much Sydney for that discussion, hopefully in time we are able to spread greater awareness on the debilitating effects of medications and how bacteria can become resistant to them. Now let's move into the idea of consumption relating to TB. So, in addition to the structural inequities that persist in society, increasing use and support of neoliberal policies has led to the privatization of healthcare
0: and the creation of for profit healthcare
1: industries. All
0: right, let me stop you right there for a second. What do do neoliberal policies have to do with TB? And is this affecting medication access in some way?
1: Yeah, great question. So these developments have allowed tuberculosis to continue disproportionately affecting those who cannot afford quality treatments, making TB a disease that mainly affects the poor and underserved. As Farmer points out, those least likely to comply with treatment recommendations are those least able to comply. And this argument is corroborated by the knowledge of how market forces have caused an unfair distribution of medical services, putting those who can afford them at a greater advantage over those who cannot. Neoliberalism encourages the implementation of market based policies, which negatively impacts healthcare, since it causes a reduction in funding for public programs and an increase in healthcare privatization.
0: Oh, I see now. So how exactly does the United States perpetuate this? Are there types of organizations we run that contribute towards these issues that we're f- facing?
1: Yeah. So while the United States has already implemented these neoliberal policies, the power it holds in organizations like the World Bank, the IMF, allows it to influence other countries to, the, to develop the same approaches to initiate economic growth. As a result of these widespread efforts to increase economic growth in developing countries, education, fertility rates, and effective sanitation suffer, leading to poorer health outcomes. One of the claims in support of neoliberal policies emphasizes the ways in which an increase in the privatization of medical care can lead to shorter wait times in medical facilities and enhance patient-provider communication. However, especially in developing countries and one specifically considering tuberculosis related health outcomes, healthcare privatization can be a burden on patient care as it can lead to the employment of physicians who are unable to accurately diagnose and treat patients with TB and often forces patients to pay out of pocket for medical supplies and medications that are completely unaffordable or not financially supplied by the medical facility.
0: Wow. Thank you, Elena. That was a great discussion. I can see how the United States is contributing to health inequities by implementing these neoliberal policies. It's definitely unfair that infected people must pay loads of money, which many of them don't have in the first place, to go see a doctor or get assistance when they're infected with TB. Thank you all so much for tuning in today to learn more about how the U.S. is contributing to the spread of TB in developing countries, and make sure you use what you learned to educate those around you so that we can stop contributing to the disproportionate disease burden in African countries. We'll see you next time.
1: Thank you so much. Bye-bye.